Hello, World Economic Bulletin for Monday the 17th of January. Although China gave us not only its full December data release today, but also its fourth quarter GDP numbers, we're learning only a very limited amount from it. For years now, the rule governing China's monthly data seems to be no drama, and so it was again today. Industrial production up 4.3%, electricity down 2.1%, retail sales up 1.7%, urban investment up 4.9% year to date. Yes, they're all weak, but also all quite tightly in line with consensus. None of them figured in my shocks and surprises indexes for China. My momentum indicators barely flickered. My aggregate consumption momentum indicator down just 0.1 standard deviation, industrial momentum up 0.2 standard deviations, monetary conditions up 0.1 standard deviation. Nothing much there. And it's much the same with the GDP result. The 4% year-on-year claimed for the fourth quarter means the quarterly movement was almost exactly in line with historic patterns. Nominal growth of 8.2% year-on-year is slightly more interesting as the quarterly growth is still sinking below trend, the more so when you X out the 14.2% rise in trade surplus to find domestic demand up 7.9% and slowing. And when you further X out the fiscal deficit of 4.1% of GDP, you get private domestic demand rising only 7.6% year-on-year. But none of this matters much compared with the real problem rising to confront China, which worsened again in 2021. That is simply that the government has never been able to raise the taxes it needs to satisfy their ambitions. And the situation is getting sharply worse, and it's not really just to do with COVID. This lack of resources is not immediately obvious because the central government certainly does look munificently funded, enough for space programs, etc., etc. But the thing to remember is that the fiscal revenues all run up to the central level, rather like what happens in The Sopranos. Below the boss, there are pyramids of levels of government, all of them kicking upwards. So provinces are less well financed than the central government, but they are better off than those in the prefectures that answer to them, and so on down to county and township village level, where things can actually get quite desperate. All those further down the fiscal food chain must find their own finances, and of course selling land development rights is the most lucrative and simplest way of doing it, which is a big reason why China's real estate sector grew so wildly and why the real estate bankruptcies we're seeing now really matter. What's clear from 2021's numbers is the situation is still getting worse. We have all the fiscal data up to November 2021, so we have a very good idea about what's going on. Revenues will have risen by approximately 10% in 2021, while nominal GDP rose 12.6%. So what's happening is that the revenues to GDP ratio is shrinking, and it fell to 17.6% in 2021, and that's the lowest since 2006, 15 years ago, and continues a decline which has been underway continuously since the high point in 2016 of 22.4% of GDP. With the real estate industry bust for the foreseeable future, China's provincial and local governments are going to have to discover a new way 
to find the money they need but aren't raising in taxes. And as China's government works out over the coming months how to cope with the Evergrande and related bankruptcies, that's the next question that will be being asked in Zhongnanhai and which needs to find some kind of answer. And that's it for today. I hope you liked it. If you did, please signal like and subscribe. And uh, if you need more, of course, you can take a look at the Cold Water Economics Substack page, which is still free. Thank you. Bye-bye.